Society has mistaken wealth to mean money and assets. The Wealth Redefined podcast is focused on building generational wealth beyond the materialistic by focusing on our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and relational well-being. Together with a cohort of health and wellness advocates, we'll discuss ways to design your own path to true wealth on the Wealth Redefined podcast. Hey everyone, this is Francine Poole and we're in the Wealth Redefined podcast. Today I'm joined by my good friend from high school, LaShadra Harmon, the financial mommy. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Hi Francine. Hi, how are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing and totally honored that you asked me to be here today. Well, you know what? We're honored to have you because you know what? You're doing great things for people and um and I, I particularly like to surround myself with good people that have good spirit, um, are driven, and are just, you know, are good people. So I, I'm glad that you're here. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, wealth redefined. A lot of people seem to think that people that have it all, that have cars, that have money, that have homes, um, nice material things they they you know they're they're the chosen people Mm -hmm. they just you know they're just in luck um maybe have some certain type of blessing over them and that is absolutely not the case um really a lot of times if you listen to people's stories about wealth and how they became wealthy it's because they were consistent I can tell you my story in terms of what's happened with me is that me, I started my journey um, in a 200 square foot room with 50 bucks. And, um, and I've had to choose, you know, at times, do I, you know, do I put the lights on here or do I pay the gas bill or, you know, am I going to make the car payment? What am I going to do? And people don't seem to look at those things. They just look at where you're at today. And the thing about it is people need to understand is that wealth comes from not just money. It comes from good health, being in the right frame of mind and um, being driven. Yes. And so um, I, what I want to talk to you about is, um, you know, I know that you're doing wonderful things with your financial services business for people, but I just, I'm pretty sure that you've gone through some obstacles um, through your journey. And um, I'd like you to just kind of share some of the things that you've experienced in terms of obstacles um, to get to the point that you were now. You know, I mean, for me, I had people that always made fun of my, my creativity, you know, people always made fun of, Oh, you'll, you'll never do that. Oh, they just laugh at you. That's some of the things that I had to overcome because people just didn't believe in my mission or my, my goals. What, what, what are some of the things that you've experienced? Well, one thing that always has pushed me as far as going into whatever business I chose at the time I always had a story. So me knowing that this happened to this person, okay, I need to help here. You know, it's always finding that need. Mm -hmm. They always say you find a need that'll help you with your business. And my my main obstacle, I say, will always be me second-guessing myself. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's our mental it's our mental clarity a lot of times that can slow us down mm-hmm. because we get afraid and, right. and we're worried. Like you said, people make fun of you or they don't believe in your vision. But guess what? It's not for them to see right. it's your vision, mm-hmm. not theirs. Mm-hmm. So I had to I dove into self-development books, girl. I, I listened to everything I could to get my confidence up. Mm-hmm. So. It's about having confidence in yourself and your ideas and writing them down and being able to execute. You know, you can't always say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. But after you say, I'm going to do this, be quiet. Right. And go do. Right. You know, a lot of people, you every time you see them, they saying, oh, I got this going on. Most of the time, those are people who really have nothing going on because they're not executing even what they have in their mind. And they may have great ideas, but they don't have the wherewithal to go forward with it. And you got to trust yourself with your own ideas. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't just say, OK, I have this idea and then not act on it. You got to write it out and write down the steps. You got to have that plan. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that always, you know, pushed me into whatever business I decided to go into. But like I said, my main obstacle would always be like me second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. Failure. I look failure in the eye all the time and smack them. So I don't worry about failure too much anymore. Right. And, you know, I'm going to say it's like for me when I was a kid, um, I was, you know, I lived. First of all, I was adopted and I lived in a community what which was mostly uh, Caucasian and I was different. And I used to experience a lot of racism. was cute. I was cute. <laughs> I thought I, I, mean, I think I was I think I was cute. But it was cute. But they but. <laughs> Not to them, not to the people that I lived around. And I was put down. I was, you know, it was a very racist uh, situation. And I'm going to tell you that that stemmed me to look at myself like I wasn't good enough. And as time went on, um, you know, that went on probably all the way up until probably my freshman year in high school. And then after that, um, you know, I started realizing that I am cute because, you know, guys were looking at me. So then I was like, oh, I am cute. But you know what? Up until that point, uh, my household wasn't right. My, my, my adopted mother had died when I was 11. Um, my father was abusive. And and I had to deal with all that stuff at home. And then, to, you know, deal, like I told you, dealing with racism, stuff at home, and then going out in this world and trying to be confident. So what people need to understand, and I don't, I, I don't understand, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of times the person that we are when we're 25 or 21 or 19 or 30 or 50, when we start this entrepreneurship journey, stems from something that's happened in our childhood. Yes. And people need to go and deal with that before you decide to take this entrepreneurship journey because... If you don't, it's going to come out. Yeah. It's going to come out sooner or later. And like you said, I think it's, and I did the same thing. Um, I remember people making fun of me when I was doing, taking, um, I'm sorry, buying self-help books or listening to self-help podcasts. They're like, oh, here she goes again, doing her self-help, you know? (laughs) And the thing is, they don't realize is that that self-help is what helped me shape the person that I am and build the confidence that I needed because I really couldn't lean on anybody else for that confidence. So I want to, you know, other than self-help, because I'm all for it, 
and, it, and I think that's personal really development is very key. It's very key. And being a CEO. Yep. And I was going to add to the self-help and I'm going to ask you your opinion. Me, I do something else too. At my house, in my home, I, for example, I burn sage. I, I have, um, a lot of positive energy stones that, that I, that I have around the house. I, um, I burn scents and stuff like that to keep my mind um, centered. Pos- centered and positive. And I mean, don't get me into chakras and all that because <laughs> that'll be another show. But the bottom line is, is that I do what I need to do around my house to keep it a sanctuary, a positive place where I can be with my family. Um, I've learned that sometimes when you bring people in your home that are not nice or have bad spirit, that that happens to linger in your home. And the next thing you know, you're wondering why you're upset (laughs) because you've invited a bad spirit in there. And that whole thing has taken a toll on your business. So it's really important not only to do the self-help, like you said, I totally agree, but there's other things that you have to do to keep positive energy around you. And I was going to ask your opinion. What do you what what are th- what some things what are some things that you do, or what do you, what do you think about positive energy? Oh my goodness, I am a book fiend. So my kids, I get on their nerves a lot of times. I just go to Amazon. I order about ten books. <laughs> my book collection is amazing. Mm-hmm. I have so many books and. My kids, one thing my dad, my dad just passed, so it's like my father was my champion lecturer. So just imagine in the morning time, before coming to Macaulay in the morning or going to grammar school, my dad worked at the post office and he would come home. His his shift was 11, I think, to 7. So it, just in time for my mom to take the car and drive us to school. So if he was driving us, are we listening to dub to um, Moody Bible? <laughs> in the morning and we get in a lecture so the crazy thing is and which I feel is so amazing and I'm so grateful that that man lecture me I do the same with my kids they are so intuitive and they know Mm -hmm. so it's like my dad lectured us on how to love yourself my father taught me how to meditate because he was a veteran so he taught me one thing how to meditate he was like if you are somewhere you don't want to be or if you're trying to just get clear find a corner in the room and look at that corner up in the ceiling and just stare at it mm-hmm. you know most of the time with meditation they say is focus on the breathing mm-hmm. my daddy said focus on that corner and just watch that corner right and that's and it would just like clear everything you know, in your mind. Yeah. So meditation is key. Um, I like to burn candles. Mm-hmm. I like scents and incense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not big with sage or anything like that, but I believe in the stones. Um, I used to buy them. One of my girlfriends had a wellness place, mm-hmm. a wellness clinic. So I would go in there and just buy a whole bunch of stones and give them out to my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and pyrite is my favorite mm-hmm. stone. That's my yeah. That's my favorite stone. So and I'm black onyx. My son wears his now. I love black onyx. Yeah. So just those little things I like. But I'm gonna tell you who my best friend is right now. Audible. Really, girl. Because I read so much. Yeah. I know it's crazy. I bought a book and then I got it on Audible. Right. I'm nuts. No. (laughs) I've actually done. I've actually used. No. I'm gonna tell you that when I discovered that. 
and I, I actually would fall asleep just listening to different books that I that I am I'm interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Audible is a great is a great tool. I have the book. When if I'm reading the book, you want to pick it up and look. I at it? I get in the car and it's on Audible. There you and go. I turn it on. I have like so many like book DVDs, the the um, audio books. Mm-hmm. So it's. Just constantly pouring into yourself, mm-hmm. you protecting yourself. Yeah. The less time you're talking to others, letting them infiltrate, you know, their thoughts or whatever. A lot of times you have to protect your soul. Yeah. You have to protect your mind. So I'm real big on that as well. Yeah. So um, those are pretty much the things I do and interact with my babies. Right. Um, and and would you I do agree, that? Yeah. And would you would you agree that entrepreneurship or when you're going down that journey, it's a lonely one? I mean, like I you you would be surprised people. And I think that's one of the things that people um, don't understand is, you know, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. But entrepreneurship, it's a lonely journey. Right. I mean, a lot of people won't hang around you anymore if they see all that. You know, they on some they on some other stuff or, you know, um, they or they see that you're trying to better yourself and they don't see where they fit. They don't fit into what you're doing. And so therefore they won't hang around you. Now, when you're when you don't have anything and you're and you're broke or you have all these issues, um, it seems that you can find a lot of people that, that are there. You know, and I, and I, don't get me wrong. I think it's important when you're down and out that you have support, right? Yes. But you know, you also need that support when you're up. You also need that support when you're on your entrepreneurship journey. So, what would you say? Like for me, I tell people, um, be prepared because you're gonna you're gonna go through a you're going to go through a time where you look around and you may not have any friends or if you do, you maybe just have one, you know? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes people think if, if they're not a socialite and they don't have a lot of friends, that means that there's something wrong with them. And so what do you think about that? What do you think about, you know, going through, going through this journey of a, trying to achieve your goal and not having really any support or any friendships? Well, one thing I'm a, I like to I like to talk about people who never support anyone, and then they're the ones that decide to join a group or become their entrepreneur. You know, join their get their entrepreneurial journey going. Now, mind you, they didn't support anybody. <laughs> and then they got all the juices and everything in the world. Now they want you to buy one. Right. Now, imagine, remember, they wouldn't even hear your spiel. They wouldn't even let you practice. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, they wouldn't even let you practice your pitch on them. They shot you down from the beginning. But now they, I want to be my own boss. And now they upset because nobody wants to patronize them. A lot of times those are the people. That's just my observation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, those are the, the people who are always squawking about how nobody supports them. Trust me, they've never supported anybody. Because from my experience, people who support people, people come out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. People come out mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They may not join your team, but guess what? 
they got enough respect for you to listen because guess what? You took the time to listen to them mm-hmm. when they tried. Right. See, a lot of people don't don't do that. It's it's reciprocity when it comes to being an entrepreneur. A lot of people is in them, but it never comes out mm-hmm. because they hold it in. Yeah. And then you have those who are driven entrepreneurs. They keep on trying. You know, it's it's a vehicle. You just got to jump in and out of vehicles. Which one? Which one's going to take you to the top? Right. So, like, those people who always say nobody supports them, oh, trust me, they never supported anybody else. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Right. You know, now, it's not all the time because I can't attest to people not supporting me. I'm, I'm rare because from me being a salon owner into owning my own real estate investment firm, my own mortgage company, and now into insurance and investments, clients of mine who I've done their life insurance, guess what? I've done their nails and their feet. Mm-hmm. It's about support. Mm-hmm. If I decided to sell popsicles, they might come by those as well. But it's about the loyalty and it's about the relationship you know, if you're someone who don't support anybody, nobody's coming for you. Right. I'm sorry. It's just like that. And it's about customer service and letting people know, you know what? I'm here. Yeah. The people who are there for you, you should cherish those people. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not meant to be your client, though. Right. So when you're going into being an entrepreneur, you got to also have that confidence in place that, okay, your friends and family may not patronize you, but always patronizing as far as money or buying from you is not always the only way of support. Right. I've had clients refer people to me and they've never bought anything from me, but they refer people to me. Yeah. Because they still value. Right. Who I am. Right. So, you know, it's about you and who you are and you setting the standard for how you want people to perceive. It's about that character. And a lot of people, you know, when you're 7 and when you're 17 and when you're 19, when you're 21, now we're about, we're 50, about to be 50. Mm -hmm. You are not that 7. You are not (laughs) that 17. You are not that 19-year-old. You are not that 21-year-old. You are not that first-time mom. You are not that first-time business owner anymore. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Your values have changed. You've become better. Mm -hmm. You know what you've done. You've gone through the peaks and valleys. So it's like, hey, people know who you are now. Right. So they're going to come. Right. But it's about having that relationship. It's a, yeah, and you know what? Um, I've had, you know, when I was going through my entrepreneurship journey at the beginning, um, I had, you know, I had a, lot, a good deal of friends. Mm-hmm. I had a good deal of friends. I can say that because my time started getting scarce, I didn't have that time like I used to have. When you're working a nine-to-five it's pretty set schedule, right? You, you work in Monday. You, you work in Monday through Friday. Part everybody is. Everybody knows Friday night. Hey, fr- she gets off at five. I'll meet you at the bar at seven, and you know, party from there. But or you know what, dinner, you know, whatever. But when you're in entrepreneurship, it's really not a set time schedule, and some people get offense offended by that. And I've, I've had this conversation with other people, and I've told them, you know, do you really think that they were your friend to begin with? Because if they're your friend, they're going to support you through no matter what it is, whether you're sick, 
whether you're up, whether you're down, whatever, sad, happy, whatever, that friend is just going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, sometimes we get complacent with just being normal because we we know that we're going to have people around us. But to take that step out of that for some people is scary. You know, it's like, okay, if I do this, um, maybe this person over here ain't going to be, you know, be around or maybe. I wouldn't worry about that. And that's what I'm going to tell the listeners that are listening to this podcast. Sometimes you may feel like you're alone. And like LaShondra said, get on, get some audible going, right? Get self-help, do some things. Become better. Yoga is, man, is the bomb. I'm learning, right? (laughs) Um, So just start to do things. You may be, and I'm going to tell you something, it gets better. When you're by yourself, you're going to learn about yourself. I learned a lot about myself when I was by myself. When you're surrounded by people all the time and you're on the go and you don't get a chance to get to know yourself, um, you're missing stuff. And so I've actually had a chance to get to know myself and, and, and really do some soul searching about the things that I like, about the things that I don't like. And I've learned uh, that I've put up with things that I shouldn't have um, off of people and just situations. And I, you know what? And it made me a better person. And that was one of the things that I want to touch on right now was about, about your mental state of mind, right? Your mental state of mind has to be, it has to be there before you decide to go and sign the documents for that LLC or that corp. Because once you sign those documents for that LLC or that corporation, you're in business, right? Uh, when you give that deposit down for that storefront, hmm. The time is ticking, you know, and if you don't have you together, how do you think everything's going to unfold? Your energy has to be right. Um, We talked about mental health, but now I also want to talk about physical health. Yes. Because, (laughs) I mean, it's really easy when you're when you're working. I I work. I mean, sometimes I, you know, I look at the clock. I started at 9 a.m. And then I look back at the clock and it's 3 a.m. And I'm like, where did the day go? And during that time, what did I eat? <laughs> right? I went over here, quickly ran through the drive-thru, grabbed this. I did, you know, and, the, and those things all take a toll on your well-being, your physical health. Like I tell my son, my son is an upcoming rap artist. And you know what? He can do that because he's 19. Like I told him, though, you can't do that forever. You know, my other son, he's 26. He does, you know, he does that. He he said, Mom, I'm fine. I'm going to be fit forever. No, you're not. (laughs) But trust me, you're not going to be fit forever. But but when you get to be our age and, you know, I think you and I, we're 50. You're going to be 50. I am 50. We look good to be 50. Yes. You know what I mean? And there's a reason. It's because we take care of ourselves. Um, now I'm not going to say that I always did the, did the right thing. I had to I had to learn about that, mm-hmm. and I had to learn about you know um, food health, you know not the fats and all that kind of stuff. So what would you say? Because I know that if I don't eat right, it slows me down. If it slows me down, then my day is messed up. So what what do you what do you say about in terms of physical health and in terms of what we put in our in our bodies? What uh, what are some of the things that you do um, to keep yourself, you know, together? Well, one thing I'm going to share is something that Warren Buffett said. He said that, you know, 
we can always buy a new car. We can always get a new home. We can always buy new clothes. All of those things that are tangible, but you can never get another body. If your body breaks down, it's done. And we neglect the one thing that we only get one of. You only get one body. So as far as in my lifetime, I have what's called beta thalassemia, which is um, similar to sickle cell. So by me knowing that I have a blood disorder, you know, they was like, you aren't going to have kids. You know, all of these different things. But I have two babies. Mm -hmm. My daughter's 26 and my baby boy's 18. Right. Healthy and everything. God blessed me anyway. But... You know, being you're, you're just subject to a lot of different issues. So by me knowing what my health issue is, I've had to keep my weight together. Mm-hmm. I've had because anything can trigger me having a crisis, stress, or me the wrong temperature <laughs> in the room can make my arm hurt. Right. You know, my knee hurt or my <laughs> leg hurt. Yeah. So you know, it's like. Just knowing those things, I'm pretty careful of what I put into my body. Um, I think this is the most I've weighed. Like, when I gave birth to my daughter, I was 145. Mm-hmm. When I gave birth to my son, I was 165. Mm-hmm. I weigh right now like 145, and I don't have a daughter inside <laughs> of me. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and um, But, you know, as they right. say, you know, when you get older— it's like the the pounds can come on or whatever. Yeah. But like I said, it's COVID-15 right. has come about whether, you, you know, and you just have to get your mind right, right and say it's over. Get off of me and get your butt up every morning and drink a lot of water and try to get some calisthenics going. Yeah. So I've been trying to. Like, slow down, because I love sugar. I love candy. Mm-hmm. Don't we have? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying to, you know, let loose of not eating so many sweets and stuff like that. But um, it's it's more of, like I try to tell people, when it comes to physical health, a lot of times it's, it stems with the mental health. Yep. So, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. They do. So if you're like you have people who are compost eaters with their mental, they're dealing with stress. They'll eat. You know, me, I like sweets. I love I'm I'm the one that's going to eat uh, dessert for dinner. I'm the cruncher. Okay. We'll I'm see. the cruncher, the bags of chips. Oh, no. I'm the <laughs> little, little bit. Little, but you know what? I've gotten over that. I've actually found other things to crunch that are healthy. Like celery, like carrots. <laughs> but I used to be, I'm telling you, the cruncher, I mean, because, and, and I used to pay attention to when I get stressed out, what am I, what do I do? And yeah. I start, start seeing my pattern. I clean the house. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like OCD on the clean, cleaning the house. When I'm stressed out, I clean everything and I got the little, I'm crunching. Gotta have some Crunching. Chips. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've overcome that and I've tried to find other things to crunch. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you, you, I like hot chips. So like oh. Jay's hot stuff are my go-to chips. Yeah. I don't eat any <laughs> other chips but those. 
And I have to, and, and the crazy part is, don't laugh. I'll eat half the bag and throw them in the garbage <laughs> because I'm like, I can't eat this whole bag of chips. I get the big bag and I eat half and throw them away. Right. Hide them right. in the garbage. So I don't go. I mean, I, you know, but it's like, it's a mental thing when it comes to trying to take care of your weight and stuff like that. And and I have one testimony to that. When I was turning, I think, 46 years old, I wrote on my uh, mirror, I will be a bombshell by age 46. Yeah. I was a bombshell at mm-hmm. because I spoke it. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose the appetite. It's all mental. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. I'm telling you, it's like... And I know those things, so that's why, like, even now, dealing with the stress of losing my father, it's like I've been just chilling out, and my, my thing is taffy apples. <laughs> yeah. I love taffy the apples, apple. but I eat those, but yeah. I won't eat anything else. Right. I'll eat two two taffy apples, and that's it. So that's a, that's a good point. You brought up a good point because well, it's an apple, <laughs> two right? Apples. It's two apples, but just has peanuts and caramel, ton of, ton of sugar on it. Um, but you brought up a good point. You you said you lost your father, and those are the things that people need to understand. Mm-hmm. Loss, right? Loss of a person, um, loss of a family member, and see. I'm going to tell you, there's people that are going to be listening to this podcast and be like, you know what? You guys don't have nowhere near the problems that I have, right? And I haven't talked about my story on this podcast, but I have one. And we don't have enough time to go through it. But the thing is, is that everybody has issues. Everybody has problems. Yes, I can sit up here and blame the childhood and everything that happened to me. And keep talking about it and drowning it. But what you gonna do? What about am I gonna it? do about it? I could be. And the, you know what? The, the, the sad thing about it is you, the reason why you see a lot of alcoholics and people with drug addicts is because they're still talking about the same crap that happened yes. back when when they're fifteen. They were raped. They were molested. The, uh, their parents weren't there. Somebody died. Um, they mm-hmm. they had a you know something happened. Something drastic happened. Yeah. And it's up to us whether or not we're gonna get up and do something about it. You know what I mean? And for some people, they just get stuck in this loop. They keep saying that they're going to do something. They got all these great ideas. And what people have to understand is that's why it's important for you to get you together before you get started. Yeah. And um, and that's one of the reasons why I decided I want to do podcasts is because, you know, I have one. I have, let me see, I have three companies um, and one of them is new. The other two have been around, and they're doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's a blessing. Yes. But you know what? It wasn't easy getting there. It wasn't. It wasn't an easy. It was a lot of sacrifice. It was a lot of loneliness. It was a lot of, hey, do I pay the gas bill at the office, or do I pay the gas bill at home? You know what I mean? Um, I, I still had. I was a single mom. You know, I had two boys that I had to raise. My husband passed away. Um, so it's like, what, what do you, what do, I was like, what do I do? I have to, I have to do something. I have to do, put some effort into myself, do some self-development, get myself yes. some self-help. Yep. I, I do want that, you know, I'm one of those, I like nice things. You know, I have a, I have my own, my own show called the Fancy Francie Show. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why it's called Fancy 
Francie is because I like nice things. Um, I like nice wine. You and I are drinking good wine right now. Yep. Um, do you like wine? I love it. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> it's nice to be able to afford and whiskey. <laughs> Bourbon. Oh, really? Rye. <laughs> My faves. Yeah, girl. Do you like Glenn Levitt? Oh, yes. Oh, girl. How, do you like cigars? No, no, that I don't do. Okay. That's because I'm a financial advisor. Right. Another show. <laughs> Another show. But the bottom line is, is that we like we like nice things. We like good wine. I like I do I too. never smoked a cigar. Oh god. You know, I'm not a cigarette smoker. I don't I don't but a good cigar with a little bit of When I get 50. Okay. We'll I'm celebrate. Yep. We'll do it. We're going to smoke a cigar. There we go. All right. So, bottom line is I like nice things. And in order to have nice things, you know, I Money doesn't make, people say money doesn't make the world go round. It's not everything. You know what mm. I say? It helps. Let me have that problem and I'll let you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could tell you that having money and going to see the world is it has educated me. It's educated me about a lot of people. The things that I was going through with racism when I was younger, by me having the money to go other places and see how people live and think, let me see that the people that I was dealing with are such a small-minded group of yes. people that are uneducated yeah. that I need to remove myself from that and not even think about that. And so what I wanted to ask you is what are some of the things that you can say that's changed your life since you've been able to be successful at your business? Not everybody can be successful. Sometimes people are going to fall down and then they have to go at it again. So to me, success is having a profit. <laughs> I remember when I was first in business the first year, I saw that red, that red, that negative number. And I, I'm telling you, that wasn't a good feeling. <laughs> but right. then after that, you're three, man, you know, yeah. plus 200. There you go. You know, year four, 1.2 million. You in the black. Right. Then, you know, what I'm saying is, and that's another thing. That's another whole another show. Just because I say 1.2 million doesn't mean I'm a millionaire right now. You know, on the books, I look great. That's another show. A lot of people, a lot of people say, oh, but you got, you made this amount. Yeah. But I had to re-put it back in the business and grow the business. Yeah. I, there's, there's stuff that goes along with that. What's another show? But for you, what, what has... What has some of your success, wealth, because you've, you, you said that you're, you're, you do good things in terms of health, you, good, you do good things in terms of your spiritual mindset. What are some of the benefits that you've had because of your success? Wow. What have you done? That, what have you seen that you could share with everybody? Well, one thing is this. Um, as I had said, I had my daughter. You know, one thing I defied was what doctors said. I wouldn't be able to have kids. Everyone's level of success is different. Some people buying a new car, that's a level of success. Some people buying a property is a level of success. Some people having money left over after paying their bills, it's a successful month. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Everyone's level of success is different. So as far as me, I... I was able to raise my daughter. She's my mini-me, 2.5, not 
Taylin is everything. She, my kids are my success. I can honestly say that. Um, my daughter went to St. Columbanus like me. She was the salutatorian of her graduating class like me. She went on to Mother Macaulay High School in the top 10% of the class, full scholarship to Syracuse. All right. Google News Lab Fellowship at Harvard. Come on. Um, she was the social media editor at Stat News of the Boston Globe while she was there at Harvard. Yep. And Self Magazine offered her money to move to New York City to be their associate, to be their social media editor. And right now she is the associate editor at Health Magazine. Wow. 26 years old. That's, My that's baby wonderful. has been doing amazing since she walked across the stage. Top 12 at a new house, mm-hmm. the number one school of public communications in the nation. Right. My daughter was in the top 12. Nice. Um, she was the number one African-American in the class. Kept getting checks from Syracuse. I never wrote Syracuse a check. I can honestly say that. Mm-hmm. You can look through all my bank statements. <laughs> never wrote Syracuse a check while she was there. So my baby girl is my ultimate success for me because mm-hmm. I was able to be an entrepreneur, go on field trips, pick her up from school every day, get her to school. Despite um, the father not being there, mm-hmm. just, you know, my father always told me, don't worry about what others don't do for you. Worry about what you're going to do for yourself. That's Save right. yourself. That's right. That's what my father told me. So guess what? That's the mindset right there. You know, my daddy said that, and that's what I taught my daughter. My daughter is the strongest person I know. Baby girl went to Boston on her own, went to New York City on her own. At the age of 13, she wanted to be the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. She told me this. She's the associate editor right now at Health Magazine. Nice. Such a blessing. Her her magazine journalism journey has been amazing. So it's like she is, to me, my kids are my success. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as business-wise, my business has been able to allow me to go and do what I want to do when it comes to my babies. Mm-hmm. And my baby boy, he right behind her. Yeah. You know, he's an actor. Miles is... You know, he just completed his freshman year at Columbia College, Chicago. Nice. He wants to be in public relations and go to law school. He wants to lobby and do policy, whatever all that stuff is, public relations. The male Olivia Pope. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to be a fixer. (laughs) So whatever that is. And, you know, so that is what my inspiration is. Seeing that I gave them a thousand percent of me, and by me being an entrepreneur, that that afforded me to do that. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a single mom, you gotta be able to, man, oh, I know. take off. You gotta be able to be there, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's not to say that those ladies who have to work a job is any less, because you have to do what you have, have to, to do. do, right? Right. You know, it's just that everyone's mindset is different and they, you know, hey, some people look for security. Some are like me. We risk takers. Yeah. 
you know, but at the same time, I had a strong family foundation. My grandmother, Marisol Recipes, watched my kids for me. Right. I didn't have to put them in daycare. Yeah. So that was a blessing right there. Yeah. While I'm at the salon to 2 a.m. Yeah. You had a good foundation. Shailen was there with her and my grandfather. So that was great. You know, it's just... um those are just small, just like my major successes, my kids, because I wouldn't know what to do without them. If I'm sad, me, remember I mentioned my dad lecturing? Yeah. They come lecture me. <laughs> my son will come tell me, Mommy, what's wrong? And I'll say this, he and he'll throw my words right back in my face. Yeah. The same <laughs> words that you're giving him. And it's amazing because they remember. They listen. Yeah, I could say that, um, you know, like I told you, I was a single mom. I, I raised two boys. Um, and I'm going to tell you, you know, we live in Chicago. And whether you live in the outskirts of Chicago suburbs, mm-hmm. I used to live in the city and I've moved to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. OK. And I moved to the suburbs because I, I knew that I had two boys that I had to raise. Yeah. And so and, and, and you know, it's a blessing that I was able to do that. And um, I can tell you, I agree with you. You know, I, I just felt, told my son this the other night. My younger son is, a, like I said, he's a rap artist. Oh, by the way, if anybody wants to know about him, his name is Hot Boy Finn. His, uh, his, uh, his uh, website is www.hotboyfinn.com. Check him out. He's up and coming. He's awesome. But anyway. He's so handsome. Oh, he thank just you. like you. Oh, girl, thank you. <laughs> so cute. He's a, he's a character. He That one right there is something else. But you know what? I'm so proud of him because I raised two African-American boys, never been to jail. Yeah. When he couldn't tell you about jail and are very articulate, very well spoken. Keep their pants up. You know what I mean? I don't mind a little sag, but I don't need I don't need I don't need the pants all the way down to, the, you know, right. I don't want to see your butt. I don't want to see your draws. I don't want to see Tommy Hilfiger Express or whatever other cut, Haynes or whatever. The bottom line is I've I've raised two respectable young men. And I'm going to tell you, I just I just shared this with my younger son the other day is that um, I said I'm just happy that I can afford to celebrate your life with you. That's what I told him. I'm happy that I can celebrate your life. I'm healthy. I can walk around. I can jump on a flight when you're in L.A. and see you. Yeah. I, that is a blessing. Yes. And I'm going to say this right now to everybody. If, you, if, you're, if you're contemplating and you're wondering, should you be an entrepreneur, don't think about it. Do it. If there's a creativity of something, excuse me, if there's something creative that you've thought of, get out there and start that journey. Because I'm going to tell you, it ain't nothing like having being your own boss. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, you know, at the, at the beginning, it's going to be rough. But I'm going to tell you to be able to set your own schedule and not have to punch a clock and not have to get a uh, performance evaluation about your performance after 90 days or after annual and get that 50 that 50 cent raise. <laughs> That, I'm telling you, is that, that's actually demeaning, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. I know people are out there. I know you're doing what you got to do. I know you're in that situation. But if you are somebody that wants more, absolutely get out there and do more. Absolutely. Don't think about yeah. it. Just jump in. Dive in. Try it. Don't and be me, afraid. And me and you were laughing when the, when the mics were off. 
and we were talking about COVID-19 and the pandemic. Mm. And you were, you and I were laughing and, and we said, if you're not, if you're not taking advantage of COVID-19 right now to start your business, what the hell are you doing? There's Girl. PPP and EIDL and all this other stuff out there. And I'm telling you that right now is the time is the time is the time is the time to start your own business. I don't care if it's a balloon business that you blow up balloons and you stick uh, glitter on it and sell them like that. Whatever it is, start your business and and get and if you got issues, get some help. If you can't afford to go and see somebody to get some help, do the self-help like me and LaShondra were talking about. Go get some books, get on Audible, do whatever you got to do. Don't, so, Shonda, do you want to talk about that? Because you were say you were talking about COVID nineteen. What did you say? Well, one thing is like I like I told anybody, if you didn't come up off of COVID nineteen, <laughs> then you know what, you're not meant to be an entrepreneur. I'm sorry. It's like I've owned all of my businesses. I have the financial mommies, whereas I teach entrepreneurship in the in the schools, and I teach financial empowerment to kids in school and stuff like that. This last year has been kind of tough because most of the educators that I work with, they you know they were out and I didn't come in. I even teach talk to the daycare. I bring them banks, and I teach them. You know, you go home and you tell your mom you put twenty percent of that paycheck in this bank for you to go to college. So, you know, I used to always get, and then I would be invited to the parent meeting, and the parents like, well, who is this lady telling my baby to put 20% in this big bank? You know, but then, you know, I would be able to explain to them what their kid's future monetarily could look like. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do with the financial mommies. We educate what money does. If you don't know where your money's going, you don't know where you're going. Point blank, period. Right. And then with Harmon Wealth Solutions, which is my financial firm I founded a few years ago, I decided to take on that and do me. You know, when I got licensed to for insurance back in 2012, coming out of the mortgage industry, I watched my grandmother pass away not having a long-term care plan. If we had had long-term care, I wouldn't have had to put her because I became her her fiduciary and her POA of her financial and medical. If I was able to put her in a better facility, she may have lasted longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, unfortunately, when she did pass away, she didn't have enough life insurance and and this was back in 20, 2011. She didn't have enough life insurance. We had to borrow. My sister and I had to borrow money from my other grandma, mm-hmm. who had won the little lotto. Mm-hmm. Borrow money from her mm-hmm. to bury our other grandmother. Wow. So I was like, you know what? I just went through this. I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Everything I go through, I got to talk about. Right. So, and then the crazy thing prior to that, the year before in 2009, I lost my bet one of my best cousins. Um, my cousin Danielle passed away six weeks after having her daughter. She was 36. And Danielle, unfortunately, um, she had life insurance and all of those things, but there weren't other things in order. Right for her other children outside of she had gotten remarried right so that gave me the idea to talk about having your affairs in order Mm -hmm. so i have an upcoming um um real not real estate i'm sorry um 
estate planning workshop coming up that I've partnered with Jeffrey Burt. He's an attorney mm-hmm. to talk about getting your affairs in order, having those wheels, having that um, that uh, health care proxy mm-hmm. for your 18-year-olds when mm-hmm. they're away at school. Lord forbid they're in a car accident and they're in a hospital. Guess what? You can't even call and get information. You got the fly there. But if you have a POA, you can fax that POA in or that, that health care proxy into the hospital. They're going to give you all the everything for your baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just certain things that you can have in place to make sure that you have a good sleep at night when, you're, when your baby's not there in the same state. Me, my baby girl, all the way in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's a long, far away. Right. So I had to make sure I had this paperwork and stuff in play yeah. for her. Okay. So just educating people on different things to have in order in the event you lose a loved one or... And, and the thing is, what if they don't pass away? What right. if they just have a stroke or they're in a coma? They don't have a voice anymore. Guess what? You can be their voice. Mm-hmm. Just by a simple paperwork that, that you don't, you're not even using until that or if that event happens. Right. So we're not aware, you know, and these are things that wealthy people do. That's and right. And those that are privy to the knowledge. That's right. So that goes back to us talking about wealth redefined because people think that Wealthy means tangibility, and that's the issue. We see people, like you say, you're talking about the clothes and the cars and all of those things, but that's nothing. It's nothing. It's about what they have at home, I'm going to tell you. It's about if your affairs are in order. Exactly. It's about your affairs being in order and the things that are intangible, like stocks and investments. That's right. And those things that... That Like I, try, I tell my clients this, money doesn't require rest. It can work for you 24-7, mm-hmm. but you got to have the right things in place. in place. And that goes to exactly what we just talked about. And I just, I'm going to reiterate it again. And you just said, you know, if you didn't come up off of COVID-19, <laughs> you should be an entrepreneur. And I'm going to say, if you didn't come off of COVID-19 and you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to be, you need to be, because the, the bottom line is it's very difficult to live your life on a, mm-hmm. on a set income with very little extra left over to do stuff. If you have if you have your own and you ha- and you make money, then you can do these things that that Lashandra is talking about. Now, don't get me wrong. If you decide to put up Starbucks every day and stop stop doing the five dollars a day and, and and decide to get a life insurance policy or get some, or get some type of you know some type annuity of annuity or, or something, something like you can do that too. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, how great would it be? And actually, I'm going to probably end up talking talking to Lashandra about my financial stuff, you know, because. I have some things in place, but I think that I, it can be it can be a little bit better. Nothing wrong with a review. <laughs> Always have a review because things change year to year. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, again, if you are thinking about being an entrepreneur and you're scared, get over it. Get out there. The water's warm. Put your foot in there yeah. and taste it. Yeah. Are you going to fail? Sure. Is it going to be rough? Yes. But I'm going to tell you, usually by year three, and you'll say, oh, year three, God, that's a long time. 
year three comes so damn quick because you're so damn busy. You don't even realize that you, you just put in 36 months. Yeah. So go ahead and do the time to get the benefit. Stick and stay and get your pay. <laughs> I tell them. I love it. 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 And um, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Um, I was thinking about when you were talking, you said uh, you were saying how beneficial it was that you were able to do things for your kids. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you real quick about me. I and I was thinking I don't have three companies. I have four. See, I, I'm like, that's, I'm that damn busy. So I have Empire Property Management Solutions, which is a property management company that I've had for seven years. How did I start it? Well, let me tell you the story real quick. Um, I used to be a marketing coordinator at the, uh, at the uh, rehabilitation, I'm sorry, rehabilitation Institute of Chicago. After I was a marketing coordinator, I got what do you call recruited by somebody that wanted me to be a marketing director for a senior living building. I went ahead and took that job. After that job, the executive director of that, of that building, um, they, they, they were laid off or whatever they quit. I, I can't remember. And then they moved me up. I fell into property management. I never wanted to do it. I've been doing, I did property management for years. Um, And then I learned the ropes. I learned the ropes of how property management works. I worked for bigger firms and learned how they did business and realized, you know what? I like the way the owners are living. I don't want to be a property manager anymore. I want to live like they're living. So I did my research. And that's another thing, people. You got to do your research. If you want to do something, Know what the heck you're doing. Do your research. I went ahead and did my research. And me and my my, my fiancé and business partner, we've both been in property management for, for now 20 years. And we did our research, and we started our own company. He quit his job first, and then I end up quitting. And um, I'm going to tell you, it's a scary feeling when you don't know where that check is going to come from. But we just said we walked in faith. That's another thing, spirituality. Um, but we can talk about that at another time. We walked in faith and we went ahead and did it. Um, started off negative $200,000 for the first year. Second year, saw a profit. And I think it might have been, been $50,000 the second year. The third year, it was like 248000 The fourth year, I said $1.2 is $1.8 million. Then, then, the next, then the next year, um, you know, it fluctuated. But the bottom line is, is that we would have never known what was going to happen until we took that step. Gotta and I'm just trying going. to, got to keep going. That's empire property management. And you know what my, me and my fiance said? Hey, if we're if we're managing properties and we're going out here and buying properties, we need a development company. So he started. We started a development company, a construction company. Our development company does all our rehab work for all anything that any properties that we get, including our clients, our condo associations. They this company does um, work for them. So we're going to keep all the money in house. I didn't talk to you about my older son. My older son is 26. He graduated. They said that he he had a. They said that he wasn't going to be normal. He um he had a developmental problem. He was a preemie when he was born. They said he wasn't ever going to be normal. Graduated from high school. Got a degree. Uh, finished electrical. Uh, he's an electric electrician. Finished top of his class as an electrician. We told him, you know what? We're going to need you mm-hmm. to have your own electrical company. 
So he, so we're keeping it all in the family. All the wealth is staying inside. That's something else you need to think about. You're not there yet if you're just getting started, but I'm just giving you something to put on your mind. So you got, I have empire property management solutions. I have empire development solutions. And then we have first empire realty, which is my realty brokerage firm that can hold licenses and sell real estate. And then we, and you know what, we got to give back. So we started the giving hands organization, which is a non-for-profit. So these, I'm just throwing this out there. These are big things, not, you know, later on, but what I'm trying to tell you is we started with $50 in a 200 square foot room with me and my fiance's desks butted together because we couldn't fit in there. We couldn't even barely walk in the room. We had to kind of squeeze our way in with $50. And I'm, just, and I'm going to tell you, it was a rough road, but I can tell you right now, the entrepreneurship lifestyle and the fact that I can see my sons grow and be a part of their life is amazing. And I agree with LaShondra, um, you know what, that's the greatest gift. If you can, if you can give back, help your family, see your kids grow, yes. that's the best thing. Did you want to add anything to close so we can give our listeners before we close? Sure. One thing is when you decide to go into entrepreneurship, I always believe in writing down your idea. You know, you have the vision boards, you have all of those things, but write it down. When I decided to open my first salon, it was so crazy. I had no idea. I had saved $3,000 of my money from working in. I was a nail tech. Period. I didn't even do hair nail hair yet. I just did fingernails and toes and all of those things, which I love. I'll, I'll be a nail tech forever. But I wrote down how many barber chairs, how many stylish chairs. Just write it out, and that way you can see it. Because if you don't write it out and it stays jumbled up in your head, guess what? It gets minced in with everything else, and guess what? You'll never end up going on that journey that you really want to go after. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought that I would be where I was today. I'm able to go wherever I want to go. My daughter, it was awesome when my daughter was like, Mommy, I got my Google News Lab fellowship, so great. We, she flew to Mountain View to Google. She went to Boston from there. And then when Self Magazine came calling, I f- was able to fly to Boston, rent a truck in Boston, pack her up at her apartment in Boston, and drive four hours to Brooklyn where she moved into her new apartment for her Self Magazine job. Mm-hmm. And get right back on the plane and fly back to Chicago. Right. There's no way a lot of times if you're, you know, ball and chain to a job or whatever, which, like I said, there's nothing wrong with having a job because a lot of people have make good money working in great companies. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But for me, that wasn't it for me, me owning my own business. So it's just me being an entrepreneur and owning my own businesses has afforded me to really go and do any and everything I could ever want yeah you know even now my dad just passed away I haven't been to work in over a month 
my bonuses are getting ready to run out. <laughs> I got to get back to work. <laughs> but the great part is I have an amazing team who still writes insurance. I get residual income from my team. I have amazing agents and advisors that I train. So just being able to pour into others, it'll help you become better as well. Yeah. And they've all been there for me going through my grieving and everything, but I'm back to work now. But me being an entrepreneur, hey, I wouldn't want to be anything else. Well, you know what? I just I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you <laughs> being here and, and giving your story and just giving, because you, um, you know, I see you on Facebook and I tell you that you are genuine. You're the real deal. And yeah. um, you're, you. I see pos- you're positive. And I, you know, I'm just proud to have you in my circle. Because I like to have proud, nice, good people in my circle. And, and I'm going to leave everybody with this. Um, you have to have good people in your circle if you're going to have it, first of all. Um, if you've got negative people, people are talking about you, putting you down, telling you're not going to be able to do stuff, you ain't this, you ain't that, get rid of them. Get rid of them because you're not going to be able to move forward if you keep listening to that, that, that programming. And most of the time, those people that are telling you that, they're not doing nothing themselves. Why would you listen to somebody that's not doing nothing theirself? Put Start listening to people that are doing it. Listen to Oprah. Listen to Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah, God rest his soul, but he's got videos out there that are amazing. Listen to, you know, whoever your, your mentor is. I mean, I'm going to go all the way back and say Les Brown. The bottom line is, is find somebody that you can listen to. And I guarantee you, I guarantee it. If you listen to those people every day, Yes. Those people that are constantly putting you down, they're going to you're not even going to think about them no more. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you constantly listen, listen to those positive people, you're going to grow. Another thing is uh, don't think your idea is stupid. Right. Don't second guess it. You can make a mountain out of a molehill. Remember, I said you can take a balloon and add glitter and add, I don't know, rhinestones to it and sell it. I just created that in my head. I don't even know if somebody's doing it, but you can go ahead and do that right now. And I guarantee you, you're going to sell those balloons, um, at, at some yeah. birthday parties or whatever, and it's going to make you some money. You know, that's entrepreneurship. Just doing it, just doing it. Come up with a creative idea. Try it. You can even reinvent the wheel, find somebody else's idea and reinvent it and add your touches to it. Yeah, you know, there might be patent issues and copyright stuff. You can go down that road later. But the bottom line is just do it. Quit making excuses. And um, you know what? We appreciate, you know, you listening to our this podcast. And there's going to be many more coming forward. And we hope that, you know, you're blessed and, and stay blessed. And thank you so much, Lashandra, for coming, man. We, I, we're going to have you back. You going to come back? Oh, girl, I have so much to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Well, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you on the next one.